All right. Well, good yantif. Good yantif. As Elisa just reminded us, it's coming from Crown Heights. This is Hey Tavis. The Rebbe is Chag HaGeula, the tremendous Didan Natsach. And Didan Natsach, as the Rebbe explains, is the Nitzachon of the Sfarim. And, of course, therefore it means buy Sfarim. We redeem them by buying them. And, of course, once you buy them, you have to learn them. So that's what we're doing right now. We're going to learn from the safer that I hope you own. You could buy a nicer one if you wish, or a new one, or another one. We can all own many, the Sefer Hatanya. Today, we had an entire parak. Don't ask. I thought Tuesday was a long day. Maybe it's Wednesday and I'm confused. The entire parak, hey, I will try to summarize it as briefly as I can. The entire parak, hey, has one theme, the enormous specialness of learning Torah. Very appropriate as tonight, even of course this was Dalit Tavis, but we're learning it now, and it's Hey Tavis. So the enormous specialness of learning Torah. This is a recurring theme in Tanya. We have it now the entire Chapter 5. We have it again with deeper reasons why Chapter 23. And we have it later with even deeper reasons why in Chapter 37. And, of course, scattered throughout Tanya comes up in other places as well. So this is a theme of Tanya. The theme is, in terms of you... In terms of the depth of your connection to Hashem, in terms of feeding yourself spiritually, nothing feeds you like learning Torah. No mitzvah can achieve the spiritual energy to your neshama that Torah does. In terms of the world, maybe the world needs mitzvahs. But in terms of you and your connection to Hashem, you need Torah. And there are a number of points in the parak. There are about six major ones I'll try to touch on. The first major point is, if you remember yesterday, the last idea in Chapter 4 was the metaphor, the muscle of the double hug, the double embrace between you and the king. The king is hugging you, you are hugging the king, and this was a metaphor for your relationship to Hashem, that truly you're getting him, even though there's so many garments and garments and garments around him, but you're not saying, wow, I'm hugging garments of the king. You're like, wow, I'm hugging the king. I'm getting Hashem himself. So this double hug is specifically happening when you learn Torah. And it's very unique because it's more than a hug. An embrace, two people can embrace each other. It's not an embrace. It's something deeper than that. It's a containment. If we're thinking of containment, either I am holding the thing and containing it, or I am being held by, if I, if I will put, uh, I don't know, a key in my hand and close my palm over the key, I am containing that key in my hand. If right now I'm in my kitchen, as I happen to be, the kitchen is containing me. I'm not containing the kitchen. I'm containing the key. The key is not containing me. It goes one way or another. But when a Jew learns Tyra, it's a double containment. What is being contained and containing at the same time? Your mind. And the mind, the seichel of Hashem, Hashem's intellect in Torah, in whatever piece of Torah you're learning. So right now we're learning Tanya. So we'll use that for an example. We're learning Tanya. If you're truly understanding the learning, if you're truly following me and not spacing out, which, which could happen, or getting distracted by other things going on in your house at this time. So your mind is containing Hashem's seichel. The seichel of Tanya is completely held within your mind. At the same time, your mind is within the Seichel of Tanya. 
And Hashem's Seichel, as it is in Tanya, is containing your mind. Your mind is now part of the Seichel of Hashem, and the Seichel of Hashem is now part of your mind. And it happens simultaneously. Impossible. Impossible in the human world. There's no human example I can give for it. This is a very special connection to Hashem, uniquely by Torah. Your mind and the mind, the Seichel of Hashem in Torah. The next major point is that every halacha is Hashem's will and wisdom, as we've already said quite a number of times in Tanya. Which means, the Rebbe says, there's a reason to learn every single halacha, even the most irrelevant. In other words, traditionally people looked at halacha as a how-to manual for life as a Jew. So those parts that were not relevant to your life, you didn't learn because they're not serving the purpose of a how-to manual. I don't do that, so I don't need to know about it. The Rebbe says you need to know about everything halacha. Every part of Torah, especially every halacha, is connecting you to a very specific, precise aspect of Hashem's will and wisdom. And if you don't learn that halacha or that piece of Torah, you don't hug, you don't connect to that part of Hashem. The more you learn Hasidus, the more you have inspiration to learn halacha. It comes up many times. Third idea, within this double embrace of your mind and the mind of Hashem and Torah, the Rebbe says what's achieved is a yichud nisla, an awesome oneness. Awesome meaning it's not normal in our human world. In our human world, two things do not become completely one, like your mind becomes one with Hashem's mind when you learn Torah. And this oneness is even more awesome because these are two such dissimilar things. We're talking about the infinity of the mind of the Abishter, literally the Creator, and we're talking about your human brain, which, of course, is amazing, but it's a human brain. And there's a yichud nifla, oh, absolute oneness, between your human mind and the mind of Hashem, the seichel of Hashem, which is achieved when you learn Torah. The next idea, the fourth idea, that the Rebbe explains, is the enormous advantage Torah has over any other mitzvah. And what's the advantage? And this is probably the main concept in this paragraph, or the second main. The embrace and the double hug and the containment is also something developed a lot. But the second major, major theme of this tarik is by Torah, uniquely, only by Torah, the godly energy that's drawn down penetrates your neshama and feeds it. Just as, if you can imagine, you're taking food, it comes inside of you, and then, of course, it's broken down by your body and, and feeds you. So the godly energy penetrates your neshama and gives it chayas, gives it energy, feeds it. No mitzvah does this. In every other mitzvah, as we actually learned last chapter, the godly light surrounds the neshama. We said last chapter, it surrounds. A surrounding is to protect. So every mitzvah brings down energy that protects my neshama, which is very valuable. But Torah does something even more valuable. Torah feeds my neshama. It is the only food your neshama ever gets is when you learn Torah. The protection is most significant in Gan Eden, where you're protected from the rays of the Shechina, but obviously the protection is in general encasing your neshama, but it's not food. For food, you need to learn Torah. The fifth idea, then, is, but, there's a little disclaimer here, 
for the godly energy to penetrate your neshama as food, it has to be properly prepared to digest it. If you take a raw potato, which has lots and lots of nutrients, and you try to eat it, it wouldn't be too great an experience. You have to cook it. Imagine we're cooking here in the heat, in the warmth, in the fire of our love for Hashem. So the Torah we're learning here, in the original idea of the parak, in the double embrace, it was more of a, if you will, intellectual concept. So to truly be hugging and being hugged and contained and being contained by, I had to completely understand and be focused and holding that Torah of Hashem. Here, it's a spiritual element because we're talking about spiritual food. We're talking about godly light penetrating my neshama. What's the heat? What's the process to be able to digest this godly energy? Kavana. And this is, of course, an idea that comes up later in Tanya. We discuss it at length, starting from chapter 38 of Tanya, 39, and 40, and 41. But here the Rebbe gives us a very basic kavana. It's a generic kavana. It's a generic intent. You can use it with truly any mitzvah. It's probably the lowest kosher kavana. And the kavana is, I'm doing this to connect myself to the Avishter. You could say, I'm keeping Jabbos to connect to the Avishter. I'm keeping kosher to connect to the Avishter. I'm not saying Lashon Hara to connect to the Avishter. And here we're saying, I'm learning Torah to connect to the Avishter. Beautiful. You have now spiritualized the Torah you're learning. It's not just an academic, intellectual exercise. It's something of spirit. It's something about my relationship to Hashem. Well, now there's kavano, and now the godly energy can be digested, nurture, and feed your soul. Why am I saying it's the lowest kavano? Because it's, it's very self-centered. I'm doing this because I want to gain, and I want to have a relationship with Hashem. Halavai, we should be self-centered in godliness. That's great, too. Higher kavanos are more selfless. But this is completely acceptable works, and allows the Torah you learn to be digested by your neshama. If you have absolutely no kavana, I guess the simplest metaphor to think of when I'm, example, when I'm talking about alumni is if you're sitting in class, and the only reason in your head you're learning this is because you have a test that you have to pass, then you're learning all this taira. But your neshama can't digest the energy, because there's no lishma, there's no fires here. So hopefully when you learned, you were inspired. The last idea of the parak very briefly, is a person who's coming with Tainus, the skeptic of Tanya, is saying, wait a minute. If Tyra brings down a godly energy that feeds your neshama because it penetrates, and the energy drawn down by a mitzvah can't feed your neshama because the energy can't penetrate, that means the energy of mitzvahs is greater than the energy of Tyra. Because the godly light of mitzvahs is so powerful, it can't get into your neshama. But the godly light of Tyra is weaker. It gets into your neshama. So actually, what you're saying, Alter Rebbe, means Tyra is not as valuable as a mitzvah. The Alter Rebbe responds to that by saying, no, actually Tyra does both. When you learn Tyra, godly light comes down and feeds and penetrates your neshama. An additional godly light comes down and surrounds your neshama as every mitzvah, because Tyra is also a mitzvah. So now the skeptic tries again. And he says, well, if Tyra has one godly light that does two things... It must be that it's a weaker thing. If you only write, you must be a better writer than if you write and draw because now your energies and talents are diffused. The altruist says not at all. Actually, 
Of course, we're not arguing on the panemius inner light that penetrates the neshama because that mitzvahs don't do. But if we're focusing on the surrounding, encompassing garment element of the godly energy, the light drawn down by Torah that surrounds your neshama, if, if, as you're learning the Torah, you speak the words, which halakha I you're supposed to, it creates such a strong surrounding light, far more strong, it's called the Makat HaRachok, far more strong than the surrounding light drawn down by a regular mitzvah. And that, very briefly, is an entire chapter. Any questions? You can unmute yourself, star six. This is Karen. Yeah, hi, Rachel. How are you? Rachel, thank you for the class. Um, what about uh, doing chitas, preparing for a class? Would that be considered to be... In terms of the or in terms of our mm-hmm. learning? <laughs> in, in terms of the kavana, would that be considered to be for well, neutral? Well, the Rebbe could... would tell you mm-hmm. that when you're doing chitas, you do have a level of lishma. And the Alter Rebbe's reason mm-hmm. would be as follows. Why are you doing chitas? I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and I have no clue. True. But at a certain point in your life, maybe when you were 14 or maybe when you were 25, or maybe yesterday, you made a decision to do chitas. And the decision was for a godly reason. It wasn't because someone outside is forcing you, coercing you, or paying you. You made a decision to connect to the Eibishter, to connect to the Rebbe, to connect to both through chitas. So therefore, even if now consciously you have nothing in your head, you still are inside, inside, inside having a level of lishma, because otherwise you wouldn't be doing it in the first place. The, 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 the catch with chitas, which you wouldn't have this problem when you're preparing for your class, the catch with chitas is for the benefit of learning to happen, you have to be learning. Meaning sometimes people, as I would call it, daven their chitas. They're saying the words and their mind is completely not there. Well, then you're not really learning. So if you're moving your lips and you're saying, let's say, Pesukim of Chumash, it is a mitzvah. It's the mitzvah of saying words of Taira. If you're moving your lips and saying Tehillim, it's the mitzvah of saying words of Taira. If you're moving your lips and saying Tanya, you don't understand a thing, you don't even have that. You still have, obviously, the spiritual benefit of Hiskashros to the Rebbe and the Rebbe Rayats and, and all the spiritual protection of Chitas. But in terms of technically the mitzvah of learning Taira, you do have to have your mind invested. You have to be following those psukim, following those rashis, following that tanya to be learning taira. But if you are, but you're, but you weren't being very, feeling very spiritual at the moment, you still have inside of you a spiritual core that you're not feeling now, but is what's getting you to do this. It's not the best. It's not the highest. But it still is lishma. Very interesting. Thank you. Sure. Now, about preparing your class, then again, you've got to go back to why do I teach? So I imagine most of us teach because we care about the Abister, we love the Abister, and we want his children to love him, and that's why we teach. And therefore, again, even if right now you're not thinking about for the Abister, you're not thinking about all the high reasons why you entered Chinuch 20 years ago. You're just, like, pushing yourself to prepare this. Definitely your mind's involved. You have no shy because otherwise you can't prepare if you're not understanding it. But your lishma, again, is there on a core, core level because otherwise why would you be in Chinuch? But let's say a person living in a different planet than I know of 
is in chinuch because of all of the great lucrative benefits for chinuch. They love the money, they love the cover, they love the summer off. You know, Hashem was never in their cheshbon of why they teach. Well, then, yeah, they don't have any lishma at this moment. But since I don't think that's our world, I don't imagine that's what's going on, why we initially, at least, and still keeping, maintaining it, why we teach. Mm-hmm. What if you're thinking, I want this to be a great class for me? Even if you are thinking, I want this to be a great class for me, I want to be stroked by my ego. I want to feel like I taught this Rashi so amazingly. I'm saying your essence, reason for teaching is because you love Hashem and you want to educate his daughters to love him. You love Hashem and you want his daughters to love Tyra. You want his daughters to be excited about Tyra. That's what you're teaching, I imagine. So if that's why you're teaching, even if right now you might have other thoughts going on, but that doesn't take away this being your essence, inner, inner reason. Dover mm-hmm. is saying this is great. Um, you, again, I, it would be better if I felt it. Of course it would be better if you felt it. It would be better if I had no ulterior motives, and it was only as I'm preparing, I'm thinking, I'm so excited, and now Hashem's daughters will realize it's so exciting to learn his Torah, and I have his will and wisdom. I have his diary right now in front of me. Yeah, it would be better. But if at this moment you're not remembering all of the inner reasons that motivate you, they still are the inner reasons that motivate you. They still are there. And therefore, they still are helping your soul digest this godly energy and allowing it to feed your neshama. But if someone truly, which I, it's hard for me to envision, but if someone truly is in chinuch, not for Hashem, it, it, it's convenient, it's the only job they can do, they don't have a degree, I mean, whatever. If someone truly, truly can somehow be dedicated to chinuch and not be thinking about Hashem at all, then yeah. If they're learning and preparing all this Torah and Hashem is completely, not only not on their conscious level, it's not on their inner guts of why they teach, then the godliness wouldn't be digested. It would still be godliness. It's still wonderful. Torah is still important. But the primary benefit of Torah is to feed your neshama. And that wouldn't be happening. Well, thanks. Sure. Anyone else? I did race through a parak. In more than five minutes, but it was an entire parak. Anyone else? Star six to unmute yourself? Okay. Well, a lot of food for thought and a lot of motivation to learn Tyra and appreciate the tremendous gift we have that we can connect to Hashem, especially when we learn Hasidus. And we're literally getting this essence aspect of Hashem, and that's what's feeding our neshama. Good night and good yantif. Yes. Oh, can I ask one more question? Sure. Okay. Um, you spoke about learning Tyra and specifically about um, Boy, learning all it? the aspects of Tyra. Shani Payson Edelman. Hi, Shani. Okay. Okay. So you said um, to learn all the aspects of Tyra, even Allah said don't apply to you. So I right. want to know how that applies to women, as women are not obligated in learning Tyra, and even if they are obligated, it's specifically only in Allah that apply to them. Right. So it's a great question. Um, it's a, there's a few answers to that. Let me just repeat the question because it's such a good question. I don't know if everyone followed it. Basically, Shandy's saying if we're 
if on a spiritual level we're supposed to learn all Tyra, how does this work? And she said for women. I would imagine for men too, but especially specifically for women, when our mitzvah to learn Tyra is the halachos we need to know. This is, ex- I mean, again, there's two levels of answer, but I'm going to first go to what I think is more the core answer. This is exactly the point that I was trying to make here. You are not learning this Tyra to fulfill your mitzvah of needing to know. Because if you follow that perspective, a man would not learn, uh, you know, all the laws of Tamantara. I have no mitzvah to need to know those laws. They're not relevant to my life. So why would I learn them? So the altar is saying, true. But guess what? There's a special level of Hashem, a special aspect of Hashem that's only found in all of those nuances that are so complicated to us because if you don't do it, it just seems like, like I guess Yiddishkeit would seem to someone outside of Yiddishkeit. It just seems mind-bogglingly complex and impossible to hold in your head. But each time you learn such a halacha, you're connecting to Hashem's will and wisdom, to that will and wisdom and that halacha, and then to that will and wisdom and that halacha. So from that perspective, a woman today and a man today is in the same boat. It's just our boat might seem more narrow. And therefore, there's more laws that we have to say, why am I doing this? This is not relevant to my life. True. But I want Hashem, and I want to get Him in every aspect. The Alter Rebbe actually taskins that every neshama has to keep coming down into this world until it learns or fulfills every single mitzvah of Torah. The Alter Rebbe says you have to learn all of Torah, but Hashem graciously doesn't assume you might do it in one lifetime, but over all of your lifetimes, you have to learn all of Tyra. Now, is it possible you were a man in a previous lifetime? Completely possible. Completely plausible. Because this is the end of the road. So this is the end of the road for all of our neshamas. All of our neshamas have been here before. And if we are women, and therefore, even though now I'm inspired to learn all of halachas, but as the Rebbe says, the Rebbe says, halavai, every man should just learn everything a woman needs to know. So, I'm inspired, I want to learn all of halacha, but I'd like to start with the ones that are practical, you know, achieve both goals. So, till I finish learning all of Hilchah Shabbos, and all of Hilchah Kashras, and all of Hilchah Sneez, and all of Taras Meshpacha, and then all of Shemitah, and all of Tzedaka, and all of Ben Adam L'Chavero, by the time I finish all that, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know where I'll be, at what point in my Chaim Nitzchim. So, therefore, we have to rely that I assume in my previous lifetimes I touched on all the other parts because Hashem did give me this role of being a woman who is committed, who is idealistic, who does want to connect to Hashem, but I'm going to start learning halacha and probably learning all the halachas that are relevant. And if I ever reach that point where I finished all the halachas that are relevant, instead of reviewing them all, I could go and learn halachas that are not relevant, not to fulfill my myths of learning, of knowing but to fulfill my desire to connect to every part of Hashem. Okay, thank you. Thank you. It's great when you hear a question. It, like, validates this whole experience. Anyone else? Star six to unmute yourself. Okay. Well, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Shani. That was great. That was wonderful. I really appreciate it because you're talking here to a phone. 
So it's so nice to interact with people instead of interacting with your phone. We should have a good yantiv. This is Didan Nasach. This is, you know, Alter Rebbe had Yitzhak Kislev, the Rebbe Yatsid based Tammuz, the Rebbe is Heitavis. So we should connect to the energy. We should buy a Sefer. We should commit to learning Sarim. And by being on the share, it means you're committing to learning Tanya. And that's really a, a wonderful Heitavis expression. Good yantiv.